You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy. Oops, let's start over again because I did not hear record here. Right. Oh, yeah, right. You are listening to The Dollop on the All Thingy Comedy Network. This is a American history podcast where each week I read a story from uh, from Gareth Reynolds to myself, Dave Anthony. What is- some people might want this to be helpful. Uh, I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I have no idea what the topic is going to be about in the story that Dave Anthony is going to read me from history. You're lucky. Is that how me. it works? Yeah, it's been 8,000 episodes. That's the deal. Oh, I, hey. Look, yeah, that's right. I just want to apologize real quick. They're adding up. I want to apologize for keeping it fresh. <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am such yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. That I've always, you know, I, I'm, I have like an improv background. Gareth likes to keep oh my it very God. D- down the down the lane. Likes to stay in the uh-huh. fucking lane. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, let's just fucking, just no rules, no rules, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. And uh, it's tough. Uh-huh. It's really tough. Having, oh yeah, it is tough. Uh, it is doing tough. a podcast it's with tough. a square. Not easy. All right. A huge a square. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna break protocols that you and I have decided to have for the podcast for the next couple weeks, and I'm going to drive to your house, and I'm going to murder you. How's that sound? With Gareth, your little fancy hair. Nothing has ever sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it, let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to "We're Here to Help." with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's a Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court.
Oh boy, Dave's got a knife out, gang. So things are not doing great. Um, you get the what do you get the video of this on Patreon? Yeah, they get the video. Okay, so if you want to see Dave with a knife, you can uh, join our Patreon. We actually have uh, a lot of stuff we're doing there. Um, we are about to record a mailbag, so there will be uh, some question-answer stuff. So there's a lot of content we've been putting up there. If you want to join our Patreon for an ad-free experience, uh, you can do that. But if not, enjoy this version where you can't see Dave starting to change his hair and bring knives onto the show. Content! It's content. Oh, French. boy. Okay. Get your French accent ready, Gareth. Really? Oh, yeah. November 22nd, 1643, a year of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if it's your French accent that's... uh, Let's keep yours (laughs) back. Let's keep yours hidden. Let's hide yours, and I'll sort of take it from here. René Robert Cavalier was born in Rouen, France. He was born into comfort and wealth. Okay. Right. Upper bourgeoisie, right? He's he's a fucking rich kid. Father sure. was uh Jean Cavier and his mother Jean. Was Jean. Jean, is it Jean? Jean. Jean Cavier and his mother was Catherine Geest. Sure. Of okay. the Geests. Sure. Sure. Uh, he also had an older brother named Jean. Jesus. So there's two Jeans. This is like when I used to, like, in French class, th- this is like what the names would sound like. like Jean and Jean are café. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had French class for a year when I was a sophomore, and it was the first period. I'm a sophomore year of high school, so um, I went, I think, four times. Mm-hmm. I, okay, didn't, I didn't get a good grade. Yeah, it's weird. So it's not, it seems like you really know what you're doing from just the start and of this podcast. So, so. I got an F, and okay. let me just... I'm, F for France! Is that and, what you said when she gave it to you? And now I'm a successful podcaster, so what I'm telling all Jesus, the kids out get there your head is, out of your ass. So the kids out there, you don't have to go to school. Well, it seems like that's the country's plan, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a Jean, uh, father... Uh, John, uh, a, a lot large, of Johns. Yeah, am I the lo- only one who's heard fifteen Johns so far? You've heard a lot of Jean. Okay, all right, okay. Um, so he owns a large plot of land that they called La Salle. Okay, like Eric, Eric LaSalle. Uh, Robert would become known as Robert de La Salle. Okay. That's uh, the that's the the young later. one we're focused. on. Yeah, that's the one we're focused okay. on. That's our guy. Okay. So we, we Robert draw- LaSalle. And then they just dropped the duh, and it would just be, it was Robert LaSalle. So Robert yeah. studied Well, religion. the way they would say it, too, is they would say, Robert, duh, LaSalle. So it became sort of like, people people felt, it was made to make people feel stupid. So they'd be like, is this Robert, duh, LaSalle? That's just and then f- they were like, he doesn't like, Dave, let me finish. I'm the one who took French for more than four classes, and then he didn't like that. So go ahead, keep going. Uh, that's actually how French people just sound. Duh. Yeah, that's how they pronounce duh. Yeah, they love, yeah, when they, <laughs> can you imagine uh, us making fun of their accent? <laughs> Y'all sound pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, so Robert studied religion and science, mathematics, Good, very good at mathematics. He's a good, he's a okay. good student, he studied different languages. Uh, he right. went to a school run by Jesuit Catholic priests, and then he went sure. on to a Jesuit college. Okay. Uh, and he was on track to become a priest. That's the goal. Great. 
Great. One of the one of the four occupations available in the That's time period. That's what you could do. That's what you could yeah. do. Um, he made his vows in 1660, which of course includes poverty, vows of poverty. Mm-hmm. He studied at La Fleche and was a teacher mm, also. I he, love La Fleche. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he starts teaching a little bit. Okay. But he was always sort of wanting to change his occupation and his environment. Sure. Uh, they called him restless. Sure. He'd get bored. He'd lose interest in stuff. Did he not understand the occupation he was entering into was like uh, the most kind of boring? Yeah, well, <clears throat> so he's good. At, he's good at things, right? Like math. Sure. So he's still, right. he's still not picking jobs. Yeah. But his superiors didn't think much of his judgment, considered him unsociable, autocratic and temperamental. Wow. Okay. The three things you look for in a priest. Yeah. That's the, the, yeah. Uh, so he tried to, uh, he tried to like sort of get a handle on himself in a way. He was like, Hey, can you guys send me on a mission so I can get out of this environment that's restrictive? And they I feel were like, like he doesn't want to do this. I mean, it, it just seems like a, it seems like he's done it. And now he's like, I don't want to be doing this any longer. And so he's like, uh, is there, um, do, are there any, uh, do you need any undercover people, like, people to go, like, in the streets and, like, live as, like, bachelors who, like, drug use and, like, fucking and, you know, drinking and, like, smoking cigarettes and, yeah. like, finding his, uh, people who have sex for money? Like, what if that, what if I did that? I went undercover as a fuck machine, huh? Who likes that idea, huh? No. I go on, I get a little badge. I'll put the badge no, in the no. uh, Bible. and I, No, shut up with your no. I'll take a badge no. in the Bible and I'll start to go around and be like, hey, you know, <laughs> like you have a gangbang, like a big orgy, no. right? And then uh, shut no. up. And then at the end I'll say, I'll open the Bible and I'll say, uh, I work undercover for God. No. You've all just sinned so greatly. You've all just, the idea is that you let me fuck you in every orifice imaginable. No. This is, this guy, stop saying no. This guy John here, I had sex with his ear hole. No. You know? And Say, but you are very exclamatory. But I will do something like that, like um, and then come back and then divulge all the information, like Donny Brosco, who is a character you might not know yet, but someday, believe me. No, we are priests. We are priests. You, you will know the name Donny Brosco. No, huh? we are priests. Yes, yes I understand. We, we love, I, we I, love I, God. We're yes, but it, I, I feel like I left you miles back in the pitch or kilometers back in the pitch because no, I said it's disgusting. I well, I'm saying I work undercover, and you're saying, oh, no, I'm not leaving the church. I would never leave the church. I love the church, you know? But this is just a way for me to potentially, uh, you know, find the ways of, uh, you know, what, what, you know, what is it like to, uh, you know, perform sort of the cornelingus upon a, a lady and see what that's like. I could come back and no. tell you what it's like to six a little man from inside the boat. So they said no. Fine, I'll just sit here and eat fucking soup and read all day. And then he asked, he asked, he asked again, and they said no again. May I do it? May I pitch it one more time? <laughs> no, we 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 heard it the first. I left it all out on the field on the last one time. in many yeah. ways. I no, you like, did yes. leave it on. We don't. We're not interested in that. Okay, okay. Well, if we stay here, then that's cool too. He's aware. They didn't think he was ready because he hadn't had had enough theological training, and also, you know, he's. Uh, Wow, he's impetuous. I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to call him? So he then asks, he goes, can I, can I go continue my so he studies? Just wants, he, he wants to quit, right? Kind, yeah. He's like, then yeah, right. can I 
can I go continue my studies in Portugal then? And they're like, no. What, what if I was to go to Portugal for schooling? <laughs> I just think like getting out of here would be unbelievable. <laughs> Finally, he asked to be released from his vows. He's like, I can't. He said it was sure. because of his mor- moral frailties. So he's like, it's I'm like just a, a marriage where you start going like, hey, maybe we open this up and we can just kind of like see other people a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And then like that's not working. And then you're like, maybe we just need to be a thruple. And then like after a couple months of that, and then like a couple months after that, then you're basically like, we need to, we should get divorced. We should, yeah. this is not a marriage. So he's going through, they're going through the grieving process. Yeah. And now he's landed at, he wants freedom. That's right. Okay. Uh, so on March 18th, 1667, he was done with the, uh, done with the convent. He's out. And what did he start? Like a year prior? He'd been in there for a couple years, I think. Okay. 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 Um, he tried to. Uh, he sorry sorry legally because of the vows of poverty, mm-hmm. uh, he could not share in his father's estate. So once I guess once as a priest you take vows of poverty, it, it also in France is a legal thing. Now you can't get inheritance. Well, that's certainly a vow to take a minute to yeah mull on before you take it if you're going to join up. I mean, it's just yeah. like. That's crazy. I left the church, but I still have to be poor for it. So you know how it works. I'm still, I legally have to be poor now. Bad call. Boy, dad, that sure looks like good ham. (laughs) No, it's a shame Uh, you took that mm -hmm. back. More rand? So, uh, yeah, so now he has no job. He has no money. But what he wants to be Mm -hmm. now is an adventurer. Mm -hmm. He, uh, what an amazing time when you could just be like, I don't think well, I want to be Indiana Jones. I shall uh, go uh, just uh, into, into I'm jungle. looking for the lock. I will find the Holy Grail. So, yeah, so he, he did have enough money to get to one location, which is where his brother was. Well, what an adventure. So that was in uh, New France, which is Canada. Wow. Okay. That's what that's what they used to call it back in the day. Wow. Now Jean was a priest in, in the Ville Marie de Montreal, so her, his brother's there already, and is a priest, and is a priest. Okay. Uh, uh, that would of course later become Montreal. They just had a bigger name that, back then. Sure. Uh, so, so at the time there was there's no peace right between the. Um, First Nation peoples and uh, and the colonizers, obviously, at this point. Right, sure. Because the colonizers are like, hey, well, we would like your land. And they're like, oh, this is like, our hey, land. And they're it'd like, hey, it's, yeah. It'd be like if a guy walked into your house and was like, hey, I'm going to live here. And you're like, oh, that's mine. I, it's my house. Well, no, but then the guy would be like, all right, we can be roommates. You'd be like, it's my place. You'd be like, we'll be roommates. And then you're like, okay, fine. And then you're like, he's going to kill me. And yeah. then he's like, yeah, this is my house. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Right. So, uh, so being connected with his brother, and he knew a lot of Sul- uh, Sulpician priests in the area, and sure. so when he arrives, he gets granted a, a seigneury on Montreal Island, which is a feudal lordship kind of situation, right? So he's what does this mean? Translated to a person, fe- like me. feudal lord. So he is picture it like a guy who has his own fucking castle, and then a bunch of people. He yeah, has that? Yeah. No, well, it's not a castle, but, you know, it's a feudal right. lordship. Like, he's got a big piece of land, and now people, you know, basically work Sounds for like him he's and... not sticking to the vow of poverty. No, that's out the door. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, it's good. I mean, he's fucking killing it. Sure. Uh, so, 
Oh, so basically, how it worked is he he sailed he sailed to Canada, and then got on his arrival, got land to do what he wanted with. That's pretty much how it worked. Uh, and the land was given him to it was given by priests who had stolen it from native people. So all good. Okay. So Robert, uh, Rob, he becomes a fur trader, right? And it's uh, just when other people don't realize your God's the right one, it can be quite prickly. Yes. So he's a fur trader, and he's dealing with the local people. He learns a different Indian dialects, and uh, they teach him to hunt and uh, how to paddle a canoe and walk into uh, walk in the snow, snowshoes and stuff. So he's learning sure. stuff. And in turn, he took their land. Took their land and and then their Great. animal fur. Great. Okay. Uh, what a deal. So in 16, 1669, he decided it was time to really start exploring. And uh, he sold the land back to the guys that had given it to him. So Interesting. even though they gave it to him for free, then they bought He's it. Like, okay. And were they cool with that? Or were they like, dude, they, just give it back? And he was like, no, it feels like <laughs> it's just now worth some of my money. Yeah. That, no, I think they were. I think it was just like, oh, yeah, it's a way to get you some cash from the church or whatever. Like, it was okay. just... But the church so, is really nice to him, considering that he's just basically walked away from it. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a pension. It is a nice pension. Apparently, you can just leave and go, I'm going to be super corrupt. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the business model. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so he's he he still has the fur trading post. So he gave up the land, but he still has the fur post he's on still it. A f- so okay. he's still got a business on the land that he sold. So he's the guy who graduated who keeps coming back to the high school to get cokes. He's he what he's doing is the four hour work week where you're where you're supposed to like just set up a business and then leave and have it running and start a right new one. and that's what he's got right. It's clearly so he's what just he, got f- he's got fur money. Yeah, he's he's okay. it's fur money technically. Sure. Mm. So he's ready to he's ready to do his first. Uh, his first adventure. You mean now. his first spell F U R S T? Just to be clear. Yes, and okay. he has and he has money from the sale from the first. He has enough money to do an expedition. So I'd take this vow of poverty, no problem. Yeah, this feels like my version. Yeah, well, that's great. He did. Remember, he walked away from his vows. He's just legally yeah, but in weren't France. they? But they were okay. But they were like, you still that's a forever vow. Well, I think it just meant he couldn't get inheritance. I don't know if it meant. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. He, he couldn't take his dad's money. Okay. Wow. We should have that in government. We should have a lot of stuff in government. We should have a government. Imagine. Uh, so he, he wants to find the Ohio River. Like that's He's heard about it. He wants to find it. That's his dream. Okay. Quote, in order to not leave to an... In order not to leave to another the honor of finding the way to the Southern Sea and thereby the route to China. So... He wants to find the Ohio River. The Ohio River. So and then it, take it to China? Get him to the Southern Sea, and then he'll take that to China. That's the plan. Wow. And is that a life? I mean, that feels like you're like, that's the one thing I'll do in my life. Yeah. I mean, back then, if you, if you do that, it's like, uh, you know, it's like having a hit song. Like, they right. just keep okay. making money off of it. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah. You get residuals. Yeah. He gets royalties. That's right. Uh, so the governor... But the, unfortunately, when I was in the church, I took the vow of no royalties. Oh, oh that sticks. Oh, foolish man. Yeah, stupid. So uh, he becomes friendly with the governor of New France. New France. Of France. And uh, he wants him to join up, join forces with uh, missionaries. But the superior of the Sulpicians, Sel- this is the priest... Um, 
we're worried about Robert's character. They're like, I don't know if the priest should go with that guy. He's a little, eh. Hmm. He's not great. Uh, What are they flagging? He's just kind of a... Well, they said he was, quote, known to be somewhat changeable and might abandon the expedition at the first whim. So Mm. he just, he just, he just loses interest in stuff and he bails. Sure. Well, we've seen that a little bit. Like, it's not that great explorer quality. Track record in the church. Yeah. He's there for a little while. He's like, I can't. Okay. So they're like, and we do feel like he's the kind of guy who like picks up something and drops it. You know, if you were to open his closet, it would be full of ice skates, unicycles, juggling pins, oh. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Huh? You know what I mean? Like he tries mm. something. Like he's a tightrope walker one week. Oh. Next week he wants to invent a new car. Oh, <laughs> I like that. No, I don't think you're listening clearly. Uh, and, yeah, it's, and uh, I'm, it's very good. <laughs> I'm highlighting these as uh, uh, uh-huh. detrim- det- detrimental uh, oui. uh, traits to the men. Huh? Oui. Yes. Okay, so you understand I'm saying we, I have fear of him, right? You get <laughs> yes. yeah. A superior. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so are you a bit like a... Um, do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> you oui. feel like you're... You do, oui. okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it seems like you're you have few words and it feels like you're almost a repetitive doll <laughs> to some extent. Crystal. It's okay. That's a uh, new law somehow, huh? <laughs> so, uh, right. So he gets so, one deacon to go with him. Right. They're they, they're <laughs> like you can have one deacon. What? That's, a, we don't like, trust you with anything it's like else. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're gonna get a deacon. <laughs> You got one deacon. One, you got one deacon. That's it, kid. <laughs> one uh, deacon. And the deacon was... <gasps> you got one deacon. <laughs> you get two bishops. Aye. Okay. You got five choir boys. They're going to be a front line. Oh, I like that. So okay. he uh, he has he has this deacon. He's The deacon is good at math, and he could make maps. So that's why the deacon's going. I'm good at maps. So on July, in July 1669, Robert took nine canoes with a bunch of dudes with the goal of reaching the Pacific Ocean. Uh, he's not he's not well prepared for the trip. It's just, it's just, and then, I, Dave, he, I, I I just I don't feel like we've ever heard a story where you've been like they're ready to go. <laughs> they are. They got it all. They're pretty packed up. Everyone knows what they're doing. We're ready. They're ready to move. The other hand is when they're like uh, they're they're like why are they bringing a piano? Like there's no yeah, in between. Right, 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 right. It's just like when you see like a car driving a house down the freeway, and yeah. you're like, "That's camp. That's a hail mary." So that's like the, what they're they're like. We're bringing Johnstown House and some elephants, just all the things you need, a harp. Yeah, so they're they're very underprepared. Uh, okay, so they got like seven or nine canoes. It's just a bunch of dudes, and they're going to find the Pacific Ocean. And most of the dudes are beginners. Also, this is not an experienced group good, of guys. Good. There's and no, then a deacon. A deacon is a like deacon. Oh, this is a really bad deal. They, there's no guide. Um, so what? Sal, the deacon's not really great as a map maker. LaSalle is not great as an astronomer. Um, walk, walk, walk me th- walk me through the the pitch. <laughs> who, who, who signs up when there's just is it just because there's nothing going on or is it because yeah yeah i think so but i they're also all really young like these dudes are like early 20s so their brains aren't formed completely there's a formed brain near you surely to be like what's the plan and for you to be like, there isn't one and somebody like that's not good have you heard about these? There's a lot of these in this time where people just kind of go off and that that's it. That's it. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you make a good point. I, I just think, like... <laughs> Thank you. That's all I, I need I think they're to just here. very excited to, like, go out and explore. They're not really thinking it through. They're like, yeah, we'll go down there. We'll catch a beaver. We'll eat a beaver. It won't be a big deal. Like, they're sure. just like, you know, there's... I think they think of it as, like... You know, the way we would What's drive... What's the worst that can happen? We'd drive up to five, right? There's like, it's like McDonald's that you love, and there's a, a Denny's, which is more my thing. And, yeah. uh, and and that's how they picture it. Like, you know, what are the... You really know us. There'll be an elk and a... Yeah, I'm us. I get right. It. Okay. All right. So there... I mean, I guess it's just... <laughs> okay. So... Uh, uh, LaSalle's not a great astronomer. Dick is not. Good. He's okay with map making. They don't have enough supplies, right? So, Good. although Good. Robert Robert did know several Indian dialects, which he learned when he was up up there, but that's not up there, right? He doesn't speak uh, Algonquin <laughs> or uh, Iroquoian. Like he doesn't speak the languages of the native people in this area. I'm but not he, saying I'm a spearheader, but if I heard these things, I'd be like this. Oh no, <laughs> he didn't. They didn't hear that. He told he told oh. them all. He did speak those languages. Okay, there we go. So there's. He said, there's "No, I pitch. speak. Yeah, I speak these people's okay. languages." All right, so I feel good about this guy. He speaks the language. I want to emphasize he doesn't. Right. That's the, That's the, <laughs> that's another guy. You be quiet over there. Okay. So, Right, so he's just lying to them, which is always I'm a good... I'm very fluent in all the languages of uh, peoples that we will come across. Um, there's nothing to fear. Okay. I'm uh, uh, very capable of uh, translating for you, to okay. you. Okay. Um, language will not be any sort of uh, issue for us upon this mission, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how you do you are say... In good, you're, in, you're in good hands. How uh, do you here, say, okay? uh, do you have any horses in, uh, in uh, Algonquin? A lot of uh, Algonquin is not even words. It's uh, head gestures, eye shifts, uh, finger manipulations, and uh, gymnastics to some extent. So when we get there, I will explain to you, and you will see me explain to them. But until then, I don't feel like I need to sit here and play, you know, 20 questions as far as what does this mean, what does that mean, you know? Um, so it's, it's, uh, uh, Okay, it's not great. It's not a okay. great start. All right, but here's what we have. A deacon. Huh? Look at him. He knows everything. Okay? Feel pretty good? No. Supply-wise, we're low, but we have a deacon. We and started no gymnastics. low. We're pretty good. So everyone get in your canoe? Huh? Uh, Here we no. go. I'm not Here we go. Here we go. Get in your fucking not, canoe, you I'm piece of get, shit. I'm not get getting in that in the canoe. canoe. I'm not getting in go. the canoe. Here we go. All right. Good start. Got one of those good feelings. So... Uh, Deacon quote, the Deacon quote. Uh, Delisal, who said that he understood the Iroquoian uh, perfectly and had learned all these things from them as a result of the perfect knowledge that he had of their language, did not know at all and was undertaking this voyage almost blindly without knowing where he was going. So he's psychotic. Maybe he's just eager. This is a psychopath. Excited. That's how I hear it. I this hear is a guy person, who's very this excited. Is a person, this is a person who is convincing all of... I mean, it's not just like he's like with one other dude. He's leading an expedition founded upon a river of lies. Where do you think the term fake it till you make it came from? France. It's never been Everybody a good knows policy. That. It's not a good policy. It worked, it worked for Napoleon. <laughs> I, fortunately, I don't have the knowledge to push back. <laughs> 
So uh, they had they did. It's have, called the secret naysayers. Okay, so they did have a Dutchman who uh, who spoke. Uh, he could communicate with the uh, the Iroquois. Very lucky. Uh, he didn't speak French though, so he couldn't communicate with the other guys. So you have a guy who's able to translate Iroquoian, and but he can't communicate. So there is no advantage. Nope. Great. So it's just like <laughs> two pieces of a puzzle without the piece in the middle. But you're like, it will work. Okay, great. So, so, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, it's. Okay, all right. Because it, it, it would, I would, hurt, I would hear that. I'd go, oh, okay, there's some hope. But then I'd be like, wait, yeah. no, there's no way for us to. No. Okay. So they stop at a Seneca village because uh, they're looking for a guide. And uh, Robert admits to them in, fr- in front of all the village, basically, at the ceremony or whatever, that he doesn't speak their language. And the Seneca don't want these guys going off and meeting with their enemies and helping their enemies. So they start working to delay them. And that went on for a month. How are they, they delaying them? Um, they just kept fucking with them, like being like, oh, that's not ready. We, you can't do that yet. You can't go there. Or just like, you have to do this ceremony. And because nobody like, knows just, anything, they're just like, oh, okay, listen to yeah, these guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so they are just, I just dragging them along, just being like, you know what you guys also need? Have you ever heard of ship sticks? You got to make a <laughs> bunch of those. Oh, Okay. I didn't know. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, you're going to need... So you need to get a uh-huh. million twigs this size, uh-huh. and then you'll have to put that in everyone's boots. Otherwise, they're, I mean, you're going to be a laughing stock. So get to work. It's going to oh. take a while. Yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, very long. They're just uh, like putting them through like squid process. game activities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Lick your butter, Scotch. After a month, an Iroquois guy uh, comes through, and he's like, oh, I'll fucking take you where you need to go. And uh, he offers to take him to Lake Ontario, where he's like, there's tons of guides up there. That's where you want to be. Um, and they just want a guide to take them to the Pacific Ocean. To the Ohio River, and then they'll take the Ohio and River then they'll take, okay, to the gotcha. Pacific not, Ocean. Okay. As you gotcha, know, okay. that's not, not how it works. Uh, so, right. <laughs> so by now, the morale's low. Uh, they don't have wonder, a lot of- wonder, do, you, do you have any idea why that would be? Like, what is there um, any... Is there anything that has happened that would make the morale of the group um, crater? Because it's just like, okay. So it's, all, it, we, it's been great. Like, it's it's kind of them. in their head a little bit. They're just kind of. They're not team players, I assume. They're kind of, he picked a team of downers, basically. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So uh, he came. Oh, so they, they started on a journey with this Iroquois guy. Um, he, Robert comes down with a fever. That delays them for a bit. Um, once they get moving again. They come up on uh, the brother of the governor of Montreal, who I don't know. They just like came across him, um, what? and he said, "There's a route that's easier." Hello, and everyone's like, "That's a better idea. I like an easier route." <laughs> this is amazing, and the Iroquois guy is like, eh. "But it's getting fucking cold, and winter's coming." And so Robert's like, "I'm not really into this." And uh, and he says, oh, also, my, I remember I had that fever. My health's bad. And on October 1st, he, he says, I'm going back to Montreal. And he leaves what? the party. And, and, and the he goes back. And the rest of them are now going they, back. The rest of them keep, try to keep going. On um, his mission that he can't them, do, that there's, 
no real plan for. So he he recognizes he's on a shit mission, and he's like, oh, you know what? I'm well, not feeling this anymore. You guys are always the ones who wanted to do it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what the priest said would happen, right? That he just right. Like, that he would yeah, just like give up. I don't like the thing. So in in many ways, is he simply a spoiled child who? I mean, wanted to do stuff, but then just was unable to just because he was. I mean, I mean it just seems like. It seems like the there's a rich kid element. Yeah, I think there's a yeah, rich kid okay. element to this. Yeah, sure. it seems like it. Sure. Yeah. Because um, I feel like if you were going to do this, you would recognize this could be really hard. Yeah, yeah, super hard. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. All right. So his <laughs> back in Montreal, his credibility is pretty pretty shot as an explorer. Why? Um, I don't know. So over <laughs> the next few years, he would he would go out on short voyages. Around I New like France. to see quick one. I do about two, three day voyage. You know Shorty. what I mean? Go to the cafe, Shorty. go get drunk. Do little baby. I do. I like a baby jaunt. <laughs> I go on what's called Mission Junior. I went on an expedition to Larry's. Have you ever heard of fun size expeditions? Huh? <laughs> so, uh, you know, he'd usually end up back in Montreal with nothing to show for it. Cool. He made claims that he discovered the Ohio and Mississippi, but historians, Here we go. historians have absolutely discounted that. But for a long time, people thought he did find them. And I'll, we'll go into later why, but like that's we've, what... And we've, and we've run into a few, like there is that element where it's like, uh, those who can't it, create. Yeah. And so you lie. just sort of are like, I did find it. Uh, so... Now he's still, you know, he still has the bug. Uh, in 1673, he befriended a Count de Frontenac. Uh, he doesn't who, have the bug. Okay, keep going. F- sorry, Count de Frontenac. So he's the governor of France and New France. Okay. And okay. over the next decade, New France is really building up. A fort was built at Lake, Lake Ontario, known as Fort of Frontenac. And Robert it still has his fur trade. Sure. And the combo of the fur business and the Count's military power. They monopolized the fur trade. Okay, so yeah, they I'm would. Glad he's it, finally getting a break. Yeah. So if other people tried to like trade bring furs. in fur, the the military would stop it. So he was. They'd so, be infuriated you know. about it, right? Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Oh no. Okay, people can't see you. <laughs> um. So he's got this fur business. They're making a lot of fucking money. Um. Sure. The military would also hold the Iroquois at uh, bay, who were always fighting the French, and okay. um, so it's a good deal. So other other Montreal merchants are also livid, but there's nothing they right. can do. Uh, so sure. in 1675, Robert is installed as the uh, Seigneur of Fort Frontenac, which is the feudal lord of. He's basically the head money guy, right? And he's earned this. He's earned. He's it. earned this position. He's earned it. Yeah. Now, uh, Count Frontenac sings his praises, praises to the, the monarchy. And after a while, King Louis XIV grants Robert a, a title of nobility. And that means that he's like a distinguished human. Yeah, he's better than everybody else. Right. But he's done nothing. What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. I mean, there's no accomplishment. No, he's a um, he's a good fur man. Yeah, but like, there, if you monopolize a situation, then that's really that's mostly what it is. That's mostly how you do it. Now you're saying Bill Gates isn't uh, successful. You, you're never going to get me to say that. 
Nice try, asshole. I'm not falling for that trap. Uh, with all this, he's not content, right? He wants of course. more. He wants to go on right. more expeditions. He wants to expand sure. the lands he controls. Of course. More expeditions, just like that one he quit the last time, and that was it. That's right. So he reaches out to the King of France uh, to set up, quote, two establishments, one at the entrance to Lake Erie, the other at the exit from the Lac de Illinois, so Michigan, Lake Michigan. Okay. To become senior of the lands that he might discover and populate to receive ownership of all the clear lands that the Indians might abandon of their own accord, as they do sometimes. <laughs> right. You mean when the native, uh, when the people will just uh, clearly run away from land just because? Yeah. The yeah the Indians are known to just bail. I mean, he's probably talking yeah. about like you know they're fucking nomadic and they're like, oh, it's winter, let's go here. It's summer, let's go here. And he's like, they left it. <laughs> it's ours. Okay. Uh, so some people at this point think that Robert is bananas. What? Uh, they thought he had crazy ambition that made him a fool. Quote sure. fit fit and ready for the madhouse. Yep. He offered, feels fair. he offered to finance the trips himself because his record as an expedition guy is not great. Um, right. But so terrible. On May 12th, 1678, he received permission from the king to expand to lands between France, Florida, and Mexico. So basically, all through Canada, the United States, and Mexico, they tell him, go nuts. Go have nuts. It. Have at it, buddy. Have what? Have any of it? Yeah, just go. It's all yours to fucking... Go crazy. Just start doing whatever you want on these lands. Because you're so good at what you've done. Get it. Okay. Go get it. Okay. It's good. Uh, so in yeah, yeah. In, oh, sure. in September, Robert starts an expedition with 30 men from Montreal uh, going down towards Ontario. Uh, this included his devoted lieutenant, uh, Henri Tonti. And uh, Tonti oversees the construction of a ship and a fort at Niagara, the ship was so named... he's got like a guy who's like you are the best I've ever. Yeah, yeah. He's got a yeah. He's got a, a buddy that's just like, like a valet oh, almost. You are something you are special. Ever, Robert, everything you've done has been unbelievable. The I'm... idea that some of these people do not respect you is just <laughs> disgusting. Let me sniff you. May I uh, sniff? You, are, uh, you, you may <laughs> sniff. Huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Get in there, huh? Huh? Get in there. Yes, get right in. You know what I mean. Get in there. Ah, have a sniff down there, huh? Come I on. I don't. Try a taste. I'm taste not going to taste. I don't want to taste. Come on. Send we're brothers. Hey, 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 bro. I'm not tasting. Yeah. We're not there yet. Taste. Taste a bit. Take huh? it slow. Take uh, it slow. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Slow down. Smell my... Sm huh? Please. Sm as a sign of face, smell my armpit, then lick it, and you will forever be my brother. No. Come on. Sniff. Lick. No. Yes. No. I can't trust no. you. This man is a traitor. I am. So, uh, what? Oh, yeah. So they build the ship. They build the ship called the Griffin at Niagara. Sure. Um, they launch it on August 7th, 1679. Now, his brother Jean tried at this point to recover money that he had loaned Robert. And on November 23rd, a judgment was rendered against Robert, allowing uh, Jean to take a pretty large amount of his money, which ruined Robert's credit in New France. Okay. In a letter Robert wrote, quote, 
Jean has done all that the bitterest enemy could do. Okay. So now he hates his brother. So he's in debt. For souring. Right. He's in debt, basically. Um, Because of his brother. Yeah, because of his brother. Right. Um, So the king had ordered Robert not to do, quote, any trade with the Indians called uh, Auto Uwe and others who bring their beavers and other pelts to Montreal. Okay. Right? Because he's like, those are... Those are for the traders in Montreal, not for you to intercept before they thing, get there. Right, right. Uh, so once he's been very fair. Once he made it to Green Bay, Robert sent. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a minute? What do you want to do? I think we're. Go fine. ahead. Keep going. Just keep going. going. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Robert sends the Griffin back to Niagara because it was loaded with furs he had traded for with the uh, people he wasn't supposed to trade with. Okay, great. So he's listening, and things are yes. But remember, he's following he needs, rules. He needs money, so mm-hmm. so what? So you got to get it. Uh huh. Sure. Right. That's 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 that. I think you're absolutely right. That is the attitude. The name of this podcast and has been. and has it never? I was just gonna say. I mean, get has that, that, get that never that not been good policy? Get that money, white man. Sh- we should have called it "Get That Money, White Dude." Get the money, Whitey. <laughs> Grab that money, Whitey. Uh, so the point of life is to have the most things and kill as many people as possible to get them. <laughs> That's the affirmative. Uh-huh. So the party now has 14 guys in four canoes. They built another fort at Lake Michigan. I mean, when they say a fort, it's just like a fucking building. It's not like a. I, I like to picture pillows from the couch and blankets yeah, yeah. from like That's a the bin. Thing. Um, hey, quick, quiet. Mom's coming. Quiet. Shh. On, uh, January 5th, 1680, they reach what is Peoria, Illinois, and okay. uh, he met with the locals there to tell them he was going to build a fort and a boat, but he was a good dude. He had only good, really good intentions. He wasn't bad. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people are jerk-offs, but I'm not. I've been really good to everyone so far, so <laughs> you can trust. I want to make a sick-ass fort, okay? Uh-huh. Something great. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fine. Yeah. Lots of pillows, lots of blankets, huh? Yeah. Real no, cool. Usually when people say they're going to be good, they're really good. We're they're good. Not, they're yeah. not lying. Well, you can uh, you ask anyone you want. Is there anyone around here who knows me? No. Ah, oh, well, shit. Guess going to take my word for it. <laughs> Laughs crazy like that. Okay. <laughs> this is mine. No. Well, at first, they, at first they did, but then a chief came rolling in, and he was like, no, that guy's not. That guy's bad. Um, okay. So, which they, yeah, they're like, yeah, he's. He's a so they turn. They immediately turn, right? And they're not down. And then they start trying to scare him out of going forward to the Mississippi. Put the sheet over you. Kaboo. They keep telling him there's all kinds of dangers out there, and he won't make it, and there's this and that, um, which actually worked, and it caused six of his men to sneak off one night. Okay. So sick dudes are like, fuck this shit. I've right. heard the stories from these guys. Right. It's amazing, though, that they're not jumping ship just based on the realities. They need yeah. these lies to get out of here. Because, yeah. like, so far, there's no reason to be there. I mean, that's probably part of it, that they this is not in the history books. Yeah, right. They're already in a bad headspace. Oh, this already fucking sucks. They're like, you're going to the haunted Mississippi. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mississippi. Yeah. So uh, they start they start construction on the fort and the boat. Okay. Um, the fort would sure. become known as Fort Crivecourt. And okay. around March, Robert decided he would uh, need to get... The, he's like, we need the Griffin back. 
So he headed back with five men to the place he had sent it, and it's it's spring now. It's, okay. There's freezing rain, and there's thawing. Um, and so it's going back and forth. Alternate, you know, weather, right? Cold Accounts, and warmer. Uh, yeah, it's a night. Okay. It's a, you know, muddy and then freezing. And, sure. Um, so they have to abandon their canoe and just go on foot. They're exhausted, and they they go. They walk 275 miles to uh, Jesus Christ St. Joseph, where there's no reports of the Griffin stopping there. And so he's a little worried. So they continued towards Lake Erie, quote, through the woods, so thickly intertwined with briars and thorns that in two and a half days, he and his men had their clothes torn to shreds and their faces so covered, covered with blood and slashed that they were not recognizable. I, I, I mean, I, I just, uh, okay. <laughs> I can't, I, I, again, I'm not trying to, I can't imagine. It sounds fucking horrible. I cannot imagine. But the idea that the only way to get through thorny things is to straight up just walk through it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like you would be able to, like, machete some stuff. No, but no, no, no. Just, no, use no, your, use just, your it's face. Impossible. Use your face. <laughs> So basically, at some point, you're just naked going through razors. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And so you're basically, and so by the time you show up, you're like, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't have faith in my leading ability, but now you can see I've led a gang of nude Freddy Kruegers through this forest. Who are you? We are men. I'm Robert. It's me. No. Yes, yes, that's just that everything's been taken no, off of me with barbs. Yo, your face is like hanging in pieces. My face is, I, well, I can't see it, but I can tell you from the look of my other men's faces, yeah, it is bad. Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, it almost looks like a wizard turned us inside out, <laughs> if you look closely. But uh, no, I swear to God, it's me. I'm not well. Um, I am in bad need of a bath. Uh, yeah. I would love some uh, peroxide or anything to sort of... Um, I mean, at this point, we are nothing but walking wounds. So, mm-hmm. if there's any way to you know, bandage us up a little bit, we don't really something. have any of those. I can rub a cat on we you. Are so, we are so chapped. Yeah. I cannot explain how chapped everything yeah. is. Yeah. We are blister men. Yeah. We are not doing good, okay? I'm really not trying to sugarcoat anything. I have a, uh, some ba- uh, bear grease that I can just rub not, on you. Uh, great pitch. Not, uh, look, uh, not loving that. Uh, I feel like we would... Keep- well, I, it's great. I'm not trying to, but oh. if you look at this, oh, oh, yes, hey, hey oh, I, what? I can take the cat and dip it in the bear grease and then rub that on you. Uh, so I'm not sure if you are following the issue here. Okay, so let me just be clear. Le- Hold on, before leeches. you jump in, le- leeches. No, we look like we have been leeched. We need. We are in bad need of medical care. Okay, we have been shredded by thorns and branches for days, days. Yeah. And if if you look at us now, I mean, I look at me. I look like I, I mean, I've just been cut up. I look like, I mean, honestly, I'm yeah. just ridges. I'm yeah. I'm just skin ridges at this point. Uh, yeah. So you know, I almost look like a map of volcanoes. Yeah. So if there's any way to just anything you can do to just kind of I can salve like, us. I can like with my hands. I can like. Push the skin back, you know. Push it's it back terrible. in place. Is there, is there another person to talk to who's no, not you? No, I'm the doctor. I'm the well, doctor. Well, you're here. not a doctor. Don't not oh, say no, that. I'm a doctor. I have a. You're a, why? And your first pitch is to put bear grease on us and yeah, then put yeah, it yeah, on yeah, with yeah. the cat. Oh, well, I'm not sure. You would not. It wasn't it my first the... idea. My first idea was. What uh, was your first idea? A bottle, uh, beetles and mud, which we call bottles, 
And I just rubbed that all over you, but we don't have any Beatles. We're out of Beatles and Mud. So well, you didn't even bring that up. So it's well, like that's why I said to... bear. Uh, put a put Look, a. We bear. are dying. We are dying men yeah. from our skin. Yeah. Do you understand? Well, you're also refusing treatment. So I'm not, I'm not refusing. I'm saying I would love a. Also, can I ask? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, we we are in a rush to live. To be clear, we are dying. Which insurance company do, uh, do you uh, have? For, for what? We're insur- this is not about... We're not trying to get insurance on a canoe or something like that. There would I, be no need for insurance. I, 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 this is actually an HMO. I'm... Uh, yeah, you got to be in network. What, what is a... Uh, what is a HMO? Uh, welcome to... Welcome to North we are America. Dying. We, yeah. we are dying. We no, are dying. Yes, we are in North America. And we are very... It took us a lot to get yeah. here. No, we, we need medical attention. So when yeah, you well, ask I if we have insurance, we do not have... I if you don't have insurance. We are not insured upon our products, but our bodies surely would be separated from the idea of... Uh, some kind of product insurance no. that, is, that makes no sense. But the, this no. is it's human care. This is looking after people who are in need. We are suffering. Yeah, and so even why then, if not... this was your first time, there'd be a big deductible. So I don't even know. What is a deductible? What do you mean deductible? Co-pay. You mean like a duck and a copay? There's no copay. And then we're going to. We cover... are not okay. There's no copay. We are not okay. We're only going to cover eighty percent anyway. Cover eighty percent. Depends. We are men who are dying. Unless we are men who are dying. If you have a silver we plan, have fallen, we have fallen through 80. a world of thorns. And all we need is someone to do something. And you want us to tell you what your HMO is? Who's a coupe? Yeah. Huh? What okay. do you mean? This doesn't make any sense. Surely this is different than insuring like some object. We are people. You must take care of people. I'm a fucking asshole and I even know you must take care of people. All I do is lie to people. And I must tell you, you take care of people. That is the point. Well, it's I mean, set- I was a priest for like eight months and I even know that you should be good to each other. I would, I would actually held on to that because they have great insurance. I would have held on to that job. But, um, I just am like, um, two of these guys have dropped dead since we've been chatting, to be yeah, clear. Yeah. We are bleeding out. Yeah. We are men who are bleeding out. And, like, and, I'm a dirty, shitty liar. And I'm like, what the fuck is with you? Yeah, so we got to find out which morgue they're, they're HMO. Uh, which morgue? Yeah, we have H- HMOs for morgues now. So For morgues? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, we're trying to not die. It's all like... Right, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's the other end of it, but, you know, it's a way to make money, so... All right, boys, come on. At least they're not socialist. Come on, come on, boys! <laughs> come on! Could be worse. Could be worse. Four more died. <laughs> Four, Four more, more are gone. I forgot where we were. <laughs> I don't know where the hell we are. Okay, so uh, he heads back and they go through all the right. They go through all the the bushes that and they're bloody. Um, some of the guys, some of the guys become right. sick. They, sure, from uh, bush cuts. Yeah, from everything. I mean, it's just a, uh-huh. it's just a nightmare. Sure. They, they had to then transport the sick by making like boats so they could push them on snowshoes or put them in the water and push them along. Um, finally, they it reach. Must just feel good to have joined up on this thing. Yeah. Finally, they reach Fort Ni- Niagara, right? Finally, Fort Niagara. And, Sweet, the uh, waterfall that would kill us. And it, it's, it's uh, the fort's burned down. There's nothing there. Great. Cool. So, um, good also. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah. Also, um, a ship that was mm-hmm. coming from France that had twenty thousand uh, uh, francs on it for Robert had sunk for the 
Okay, good. So that's good. So he's good. Good. And the Griffin good. is not there. It's supposed to be there. The Griffin ship is not there also. So as far as good news, if you're one of the guys on the expedition looking for good news, what could you give me? Doesn't feel like there's tons. River is still there. The river's not gone. That's so there's, great to w- there's water. So there's water to travel down and drink from. It's fine. Great. Okay. Uh, so he goes on to uh, Fort of Frontenac, and um, he he is now based on what he's done. He is now the top French American explorer that has ever lived. Well, just from I'm these sorry. journey from these journeys alone, he's the head. Of he's doing the, of basically almost killing people. He, he's number one. Well, going so he's the best. Going as far as he has and coming back, right. he is he's okay. Real low bar Top feels dog. like real bad. Um, so he go he go now he goes to Montreal in uh, July. So he's there for a little bit in July of 1680. He re- receives word that uh, Fort Crev Corps it's been sacked. Some of his men uh, ran off and deserted, and those men were planning to kill him because they okay. were so mad that they, well, they, they the whole what a bunch of assholes. What a and, bunch of... I, I'm sorry, Dave. It's called giving a guy a chance. <laughs> and so as they were coming back towards him, they were robbing... Uh, they were pillaging the posts where he had goods stored. So he then takes a bunch of dudes and hunts them down and captures them a month later. Okay. Okay. Now... So, now... It feels like things are... Going well. Uh, mm, trying to label it, but sure. And then he sets off on another expedition to Illinois with 25 men. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, Who is signing up still? I, know. I mean, but he has been declared like the best, so you could He's be like, the yes, best. there's no one better. Right. So some uh, Potawatomi tell um, him the Gifford had sunk in a storm. So now he knows what happened to the Gifford. They're like, it went down, and it went in a deep place. So it's, it was That's like his in, Frank boat? In the lake, in one of the lakes. Yeah. No, that was not his Frank boat. That's the boat filled with furs that he sent back. Oh, okay, okay. It's so he's gone. got a. Okay, has it gone forever? Uh, yeah, it was, it was sunk in a super deep part of the lake. It's gone forever. Forever gone. Okay. Yeah. So he he uh, he goes back to Montreal and uh, once again prepares to go out. He's going to find the Mississippi. He's like, I'm going to fucking find this. I'm going to find this river. Goddamn, Mississippi. Right. He writes a will to his main creditor before he leaves, who was also his cousin. Um, there's a ton Weird. of creditors after him at this point, so that's why he made a will for the one guy. Because he's doing so well. Yes. So the will he's making for the creditor is basically what? That is ba- that's like be, how probably, to handle the people who are going to kill me? <laughs> it's probably the fur uh, business or, you know. Uh, okay. So, right. I got you. Okay. Um, on, uh, in January, he is back at Fort Crave Corps with 23 Frenchmen and 18 American Indians. And by February of 1682, they reach the Mississippi River near Memphis. Okay. Robert ordered construction of a fort, and it was named after one of his servants who was on the trip who had gone missing while he was hunting right after they arrived in Memphis. And after 10 days, they found the guy starving in the river floating on a piece of wood. So, so they he named, named the fort named the fort after after him. the guy who they were like, hey, Ted's actually dead. Yeah, it's Fred. It's actually Fort Ted is almost dead. Fort Ted's almost dead. It's called Fort uh, Prudhomme. Um, okay. 
So they befriended some, uh, they move on, they befriend some Arkansas Indians who sure. gave them supplies. Uh, Robert then took possession of the territory in the name of the King of France. So they meet this tribe. The tribe gives them a bunch of stuff. They're very and friendly. Like, and hey, then he's like, this is all mine. <laughs> hey, have you read the Book of White? <laughs> so bad news. Um, the Arkansas people. It, it, is, it is just, it is crazy the way that that always, like. It's bananas. Is, isn't it? And, it? and it is just like. You know, I don't. I don't think you ever want to like. You, you don't. You certainly don't want to base something just purely on the color of skin. But it really does seem in this era to be very much a white issue. Yes, I think it is. Uh, I think it is the religion. I right. Think the okay. Religion right. It's the is, manifest of right. Like you take these these native people, their um, spirituality is very in tune with nature. Whereas yes. the Christian religion is dominate nature. So I think that's sort of the difference well, here. There you go. There you go. I could be wrong. But you would think, I, I, you know, you would also, yeah. I mean, we've heard of people who change. We've heard of people who've been in these situations and they're like, wait a second, I should live among them yeah. instead of try to conquer them. But it's very rare. Most it, times it's just some dude who's like, man, that was so good. Um, I'm going to kill a bunch of you and take all your stuff? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's the reason that um, you'll hear people say about climate change. You hear them say we need to listen to the indigenous people and put the indigenous people in charge. It's because they have centuries and centuries of knowledge of how to handle these situations. But they're not panicked. They're not. Panicked. <laughs> Everything you read says that they're on board. They love Amazon. Yeah, you get um, your stuff so fast. Oh, so quick. So the Arkansas people would caress. Others, which meant they were welcoming welcoming them. It would show the person they were beloved. I just, I love, I love that this system is like that ain't working for us. <laughs> so, nope, I reject I, that. I found one example of a book from some Jesuits that traveled through this area like twenty years later. But um, the tribe chief meeting the French Jesuits quote: "He caressed their faces and breasts." And then ran his hands over their hands, after which he raised his hands to the sky. It's from a book by uh, Micheline Peasant Tooby. And so this would clearly make a bunch of r- repressed young Jesuits very uncomfortable. <laughs> very, uh, I mean, but I would also, like, if that happened to me, I'd be like, I'm going to listen to this guy. Honestly. This guy is awesome. <laughs> he just titty fingered me. I don't know what's, I want to see where this goes. I like what just happened here. And the and the women, so the women were topless, so that would also, like, you would crest their breast, and the I'm sure the fucking Jesuits, because the uh, Jesuits excuse, wanted ex- them to put uh, clothes on. Excuse me. <laughs> There'll be no titty twisters here, my friend. This is not our first rodeo, huh? This guy. This is all a ruse to just grab our tits. Um, so they, This guy loves tits. <laughs> so they got the hell out of there, because the guy loved tits. And they, this guy, I swear to God, we are at Fort Tit. Holy shit. <laughs> um, they take two uh, Arkansas guides with them, and in April they reach Louisiana. Okay. Which Robert then claims for the French. 
Okay, sure. Quote, I, René Robert Cavier de la Salle, in the name of his majesty and of his successors to the crown possession of the country of Louisiana, the seas, harbors, ports, bays, adjacent straits, and all the nations, peoples, provinces, cities, towns, villages, mines, minerals, fisheries, streams, and rivers. Is that how it worked in any way? Yeah, that's what they did. Really? It is, it is like an established place in many ways. And With people on it. Right, and they're saying there's people on it, and he's like, "This is about my country." Yeah, okay. This is for us, for my guy who's got a crown on. Who was uh, his mom was also a crown person. This is from a bunch Uh of crown people. Yeah, who were chosen by God and know Uh, God pretty well. Uh, Yeah, so it's all that. So after he said it, they shot their muskets into the sky. They erected a cross. Doc, Doc, the bullets. (laughs) We didn't take this room. Oh no, no, no. Uh, they buried a copper plate with uh, inscriptions on it. Smart. Okay. Which good. I assume because the Mormons found. <laughs> but I was just sure. going to say, I mean, it's just there's a whole like plate burying thing. It's always really good. It's like, it, it would be like basing a religion off a time capsule. <laughs> so. Ah, look at this. A Rubik's Cube. This oh. is from God. This is straight from God. God loves a twisty, twisty puzzle. Oh, look. Slinky, slinky. It goes up and down the stairs. This means something. So uh, they start running out of food. Okay. And they can't turn to the locals here for supplies. Their only Why? options because they, they're not they're not as friendly. Yeah. I wonder what's up. Um, they thought it. Uh, sorry, their only options were eating an alligator or potatoes. That's all that was around. Which Man, you know, I've had that offered at an English yeah, restaurant before. Absolutely. Would you um, like the alligator or the titties? Uh, no. Uh, we will have uh, alertato. Alertato? It's a combination. Eh? Alligator potato. Alligator potato. The alligator eats the potato. Huh? Yeah, and, yes, yes. and then you kill the alligator. You take the potato like out. Yeah, and you it's fry good. it up with a froggy. Uh, we have one special. It's alligator with fried potato. <laughs> How is that prepared? I, however, quickly, uh, mostly raw, not very well, in a bit of a mushy hash. Oh. Yes. No, thank you. That's all we have. I shall starve. Okay. Uh, so they end up fighting. Uh, they fought with a tribe uh, for a small amount of maize, which just means they stole maize and then fought, you know, as they were running right. away or some shit. <laughs> right, right. Um, so they, uh, they head north toward Fort Bredon, uh, which is, you know, the guy floating on the river who was starving. God, what an homage. Uh, Robert falls ill, and it takes him a while to recover this time. Um, okay. And he would recover and then go on a little ways. And Did he quarantine for the five days? He st- yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't take a test when he got out, but he worked. Yeah. Um, so after this, it, it's a long journey back because he's in such bad shape. Um, he goes to France, and he gets there just before Christmas. He wanted to go. Right. The governor also ordered him to go back to France. And the French monarch is not impressed with Louisiana. They're like, it's just useless land. Like, I don't know why Mm -hmm. the fuck we would want that. So Robert needs to convince the king that it's a good good shit. Have you heard of New Orleans? (laughs) Super big party town. You can Uh, drink beer on the street as long as it's not in a glass bottle. Birmingham? Have you heard of the hurricane? Jackson? Ah, think about hey, yeah. it's the spots, huh? French Quartier, huh? <laughs> um, so that's probably where it came from. He was like, "There's a French part, really? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a whole, like, uh, theme thing, like, about us. Well, you didn't tell us that. No, it's, like, super, super crazy. They love us there. They come out and they they shake they them. Sh- if you throw them the beads, they shake them. Yes. It's just like the tra- ancient tradition of friends with beads and titties. Ah, uh, college students, they vomit all over. Okay,あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、
It, like, it just shows you the power of the ego. Like, it, you could, if you're him, knowing deep down you know nothing, you could find a way to sort of bridge the gap and be like, you know, fine, if you think you know, well, let's do it your way. But instead, <laughs> he is, like, so deluded that he's just like, I want to be in charge of everything, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. So It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, but he's also the fucking greatest French-American explorer that's ever lived. Well, I, yeah, but it's also like, it's, it's again, it's just, he's he knows it's bullshit. Yeah, he's got to on some level. He, he has could, to. He, or he could be totally self-deluded. Like, you don't know, these guys even are also... Even then, you would have to, even then your ego would be like, there's a play religious, there. Super religious. He thinks God is probably having him do all this great stuff. Like, you know. Wouldn't he think that it would go better if God was involved? He thinks God is involved. I mean, it's gone pretty well, I guess. But oh uh, yeah, he's had a pretty good run. I mean, a lot of other yeah. you know expedition guys go one one journey. Yeah, right. Okay. So the officers who are on, on the the ship are like they can't believe a passenger is given command. Uh, Baju quote: "There are very few who do not believe he is crazy. I have spoken <laughs> of it to people who have known him for twenty years. So and they." <laughs> okay, so it's out in the open. This guy doesn't know shit. Yeah, they they keep and calling him uh, like a visionary or uh, he has a imagine like I they they consider that to be negative. Um, right. So LaSalle would get uh, Bajou to the destination, but he he didn't actually know where that was because. Now they're going to come by ship. He walked down, but he doesn't know how to get there from the water. So That's he's, what I mean. he's, and he's exaggerated the maps. So he really That's doesn't like, know where to go. So he's not telling so, Bajou. So he he where, would rather, he would rather be totally fucked than not in charge. Yes. And it's he, just an amazing principle. Or he thinks he can pull it off, but he is. <laughs> also amazing. He is refusing to tell Beju where the destination is, even though he's the captain. Don't worry. Uh, the destination is the journey, man. Relax. <laughs> You're so caught up in the paradigms, dude. Just chill. Smoke a J. Lay in the beanbag. Look at I the lava I need lamp, to bro. know how much of provisions to bring. Who, bro, bro, what bro, pilot bro, to bro, hire. Bro, I need bro, to know. Bro, 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 bro. I'm telling you, these sort of things have a way of working out. No, okay? they don't. You die. What? Uh, okay, uh, well, uh, then we will figure it out, okay? No, one no, door yeah. closes, another one opens. That's not the, look, one, the look, open look, one. Look, is look, 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 look. We bring as much provisions as we think, okay? It's fine. We figure it out, man. The whole thing, let's just be chill. Can we just be chill for like a little bit? No. To admit that we will get there together, huh? Trust me, dude. I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. Yes, you now. Do no. I do now. Let's go straight, okay? For a long time. <laughs> we'll figure it out, dude. God, you're so like whatever. I'm so sick of your shit, dude. Calm it down. So Smoke a J-bone. Bougeau is Shh, furious. Let me rub your head a little, yeah. Bijou. Bijou. <sighs> so so Bijou is furious. Um, and the people who, and at the same time, the people who are out recruiting soldiers for Robert are just grabbing anyone who says yes, like just total knobs. Um, Uh and as the planning drags on, Robert becomes more hesitant and irritable because he knows, Mm. he knows what he's doing. Yes. He's Bernie Madoffing a shit. (laughs) So the, the Jolie finally sets out to find the Mississippi 
Uh, but as you summed it up, quote... With no real plan. Yeah. Uh, but as you summed it up, quote, I am going into an unknown country to seek something almost as difficult to find as the philosopher's stone late in the season, laden above the waterline with an irritable man. Well, that's a very relatable uh, metaphor, obviously. The I sh- mean, we all know you can't find the philosopher's stone in spring. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the ship is supposed to have 125 crew... But there sure. are, I've seen different numbers, between 240 and 300 colonists actually on the boat. So it's way overloaded. Which is bad, right? Well, this meant, this meant that all, all of those, all their stuff, the, the yeah. colonist stuff, is now packed into the crew quarters. And the crew have to sleep and stay up on the deck 24-7. So oh my gosh. hot sun during the day, rain cold <sighs> at night. They're just out there exposed. Bougeau said they would stop at... How did that happen? You just overdid the guest list? He just didn't care. So many people want to come? He, 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 wa- he wants as many people as he can get there for a colony. Because he, he wants right. as uh, many okay, as he can. So. Okay. Uh, it's, it's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so Bougeau uh, said, I said, look, we should stop at... Uh, uh, Madeira for an for water, like let's get some more water supply. And Robert mm-hmm. refuses to stop there. So, no, we don't need water. Why? No, we, we need, uh, what's the water for? We need salt. We need salt. <laughs> so she was livid. In July, they ran low on water. Water. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, Thank Fifty you, buddy. people, including Robert, become very ill. Um, takes over. He takes the ship to Haiti. Sometime after they got there, Robert is just hit with this horrendous fever, and he's completely delirious, out of his mind for a week. I mean, well, that seems pretty normal. Yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, He might have become, like, calm and normal during that week. (laughs) You know what? You know what you're doing. Take it over. This is me. I am back to me. Um, So two other ships. He's supposed to have four ships altogether. The other ones are behind him. Um, The Bell and the... Aimable, the aim, aimable uh, arrive there, okay. and then the fourth ship gets captured by the Spanish, and it's gone. Okay. Meanwhile, while they're in Haiti here, more and more men are deserting. They're like, "This thing is fucking crazy. I'm not doing this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Robert gets on the aimable, and uh, he he's like, "I'll be on this ship. You be on that ship, right?" He doesn't want to be on to the jo- Jolie with Bijou. Bijou. Okay. Um, so he he gets on there and. He's way he, off. The amount of shit. The amount of shit he must have been like. I can't even be around Beijing right now. <laughs> he's just like, you guys have never met a bigger know it all. This guy is like, he's. He to, there's not enough room for me and his ego on one ship. This guy, he is just. He thinks he knows everything. He tries to undercut everything that I'm pitching. It's just like, dude, would you just like calm down, smoke a J bone, lay in the beanbag, uh, look at the lava lamp. Uh, question. <sighs> Yes, sure, I, I just keep sure, By the way, I'm super chill to like questions and stuff. He will not take questions. You ask him a question, he's like, hey, shut the fuck up, huh? You fucking yeah, piece just, of uh, shit, huh? Question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Go, uh, yeah, man. You don't even need to raise your hand with me. Like, it's uh, so casual. Like, yeah. you can be super cool with, it, with oui, me. Oui, so yeah. just go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, where are we going? Straight, dude. We're going to find the Mississippi and mm-hmm. um, have a colony, and it's going to be, like, so great, okay. and I can't even wait. Yeah. So, so basically, you see where my hand is pointing? Uh-huh. At least a bit to the left. Follow that for a long time, okay? Also, maybe follow Bijou a little bit, but don't tell him that we're doing that, okay? I'm going to jump off the ship. Hmm? 
jump off the ship. <laughs> what kind of uh, jump off the ship? Uh, you're going to jump off the ship. Okay, it's much more simple. Okay, all right, man, take care. Is that, I'm super cool like that. Anyone else want to jump off the ship? Huh? Go ahead, man. I'm like so down with whatever. You guys can do whatever you like. It's super cool. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Totally cool. So chill. Bijou. Such a bitch. Uh, so, like I said, more and more money are leaving. He's on the. He's on this new ship. He thinks they are east of the Mississippi, but they're west of the Mississippi. Is that a problem? Well, if you're trying to get to the Mississippi, it is. It is? Yeah. Because you're trying to get there, and you're going to go in another direction That's than the right. one you should. On July 3rd, 18, uh, 1685, there's a very thick fog, and Robert takes Good. off. And <laughs> Bejou is confused, or he thinks Robert <laughs> is an, an idiot, but he does not follow. Is he- is he trying to? He's okay. Yes, he's trying to ditch. He's trying to. He's ditch ditching. He's Beju. Ditch. <laughs> what 100%. the fuck? Like you are out of your mind. <laughs> if you are like, even if you hate him, to to like in the in the cloud of fog, be like, now nah, we'll get where we're going better. <laughs> go! He can't see us. Go! What are you talking about? Ah, go! Go! The, the best time to look for things is in the fog. <laughs> it's so, they sail for nineteen hours straight through this fog. And then they dock where the Jolie cannot get to because it's too big. So they dock in a place where he can't even get I'm close to I'm shocked the- they found a dock. Okay. <laughs> when, um, when the coast started going south, Robert realized they had gone past Mississippi, right? So they're okay. over in the part of, of Texas that's like going down. Oh, my God. Beju finally catch up, catches up to them in Matagorda, Texas. And Beju and Robert have a huge fight. They accuse I'm each sure. other of desertion. How I love Robert. No, you deserted me. No, you left me in the fog. <laughs> no, but that was after you. But you went away. Okay. Oh, yeah, I yeah, Beju, Beju ditched us. No. Yes. Where were you? I see uh, the fog. I could not see you. Well, let's say you should have shouted or something because nobody heard you. God, this guy. Didn't I tell you this guy was like the worst? <laughs> He's such a downer. I hate this guy. So they have, like, so it's a huge fight, right? Okay. And uh, Beju has fucking had it. And sure. Fair enough. He's not, Fair just, enough. he's not just over it, but he has, um, he's done his job. He was just supposed to get them here. So he sails back to France. And some of Robert's men are like, we're going with you. And they... Hey, you're cool. Some guys should jump ship. Now, the remaining party members, I think there's 180 people now. That's how many people I think are left. So the uh, remaining party members start building a fort. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. First, so there's like an inlet and uh, like a a river going up. Mm -hmm. And Robert's like, that... Let's see if that leads to the Mississippi. Sure. To get to it, you gotta gotta go past the little inlet island, and there's reefs. So Robert has the Bella go first, and then I got a good feeling. Then after that, the amiable, and he runs the amiable aground. Great, perfect. Okay, so good. And they lose. Sure, confidence is bubbling. They lose food, ammunition, materials, mm-hmm. um, and they're those necessary things when you're lost. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, sure. And there, uh, then some uh, locals come and try to steal stuff off the wreckage 
And they thought they were helping at first. Thank you, guys. Okay, get shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them now. To get back at them, the French go and steal some of their canoes, and then they end up fighting, okay. and a couple of guys die. Mm-hmm. So it's not going well. This is just the first uh, couple of days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Bajou's like, man, we're so close to France. Uh, so then um, they start trying to build a fort out of the aimable, aimable wreckage, right? I Is love it amiable? that. Like, I have it listed. I, I would think, think it, it's amiable. I think it might be amiable. Sorry, it was amiable before, but um, I think, I don't know if that autocorrected or not. So, uh, okay. Whatever. So um, then there's a lot of sickness because he picked a bad location. There's really bad sanitation, which probably means they're mm-hmm. you know drinking the water they're shitting in. Um, oh, but that's always fun on a I do trip. that. That's just. Robert Nature. picks, so he picks a new, lo- a new location slightly northwest, but. Equally as bad for sanitation reasons. So men are dying while they're building the fort. Uh, so he's just basically like taking them from dysentery to dysentery. Yeah. Okay. A party member, uh, Henri Jotel, quote, De La Salle's vexation at not managing to accomplish things as he had, had imagined led him to treat his people harshly, often at the wrong time. All this saddened many whose spirits visibly declined. So now he, do it as a country. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just a fucking asshole, and they're yeah. already. They're, I mean, it's what you'd expect. A guy who knows nothing, who uh, is all bluster and bullshit. His story is slowly starting to fall apart, and the the man obviously, if he had any ounce of accountability or forethought, would have allowed somehow Bijou to lead them properly. But now the shit's falling apart and he's getting pissed at the people who are noticing that it's falling apart. And, you know, this is when you need a leader who is like, you guys, we can do this. We're going to make it. And you got this other fucking He's like, you did this. You fucked. You fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so he still wants to find the Mississippi. He still thinks that we can find the Mississippi. I still think we can find the Mississippi <laughs> if we just believe in each other. He thinks, okay? it, he thinks if they find it, they'll be okay because they can go up it. We, right? we, we, we would find it. We would be okay. During one trip. So he's taking trips out there to find it. During one trip, sure. a man, Pierre Duhat, had to stop because his makeshift shoes, right? He's made a pair of shoes out of fucking twigs and leaves or some shit. They come right. apart. And he's in the very back. He'd been ordered to be in the back. And Robert's nephew, Moringet, or Moringay, refused to wait for him. So he's like, we're not holding up a party for you and your fucking dumb shoes. Sorry. And they're like <clears throat> in the middle of looking for the Mississippi at this point. So they're yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And they're this out. guy's like, hey, I got to fix my shoes. And they're like, uh, we don't wait for that. Yeah, basically. Okay. And, and-, and they keep going. And then Duhat gets left behind. And almost dies, but barely makes it back to where they're building the fort. That'll teach you to have shoes that fall apart. <laughs> okay? I hope you learned a valuable lesson, okay? Uh, Robert comes back sometime later. His six best men are gone. They had been killed when they got into a fight with uh, a tribe. And uh, also, he would go on... He hey, would- guys, just FYI, things are really coming together. <laughs> this is going great. Sometimes he would walk. Sometimes he would have a canoe that he would ride along the coast. Um, and while he was doing that, the bell would, would be out in the ocean following along where he was. Okay. But on this one, the bell disappeared. Um, like what, Bermuda Triangle disappeared? Well, they weren't looking at it, but all of a sudden it's just gone. 
So the bell just sort of floated off. Well, they don't know what happened ocean. to it. They don't know what happened to it. Okay, it's just but it's gone. gone. Yeah, seems like a big loss. Uh, why? It's just all their stuff. Yeah, I would say like as far as like survival goes, you probably want a bunch of the things on there. Yeah. So chances of the colony surviving are now way lower. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now he like has to find the Mississippi because then they can get to the forts up the Mississippi, right? The Memphis and the yeah. He has to find it. Yeah. To survive now, they have to find it. So, yes. once again, he heads yeah. out with 20 men. I'm sure he's being super chill to him, too. This time, totally on foot. Three days after he leaves, five survivors from the Bell show up at the fort, and they tell the story, the pilot got drunk and ran the Bell aground. And then it had fallen apart and sunk. So whoever was the captain basically just... Or whoever was steering got hammered and crashed it, and then that was it. That was it. Good. And this is all who survived. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. He's like, I mean, and it's such a net loss in a way because it's like you're like, oh, thank God, some guys with the bell, the bell's gone, the supplies are gone, but we're starving. (laughs) We need food. We need food. We are dying. We need a bunch of the supplies that we don't have anymore. (laughs) So there's more mouths to feed and less stuff. What's the plan, dude? It's like they fucking get so stressed out. This is really crazy. So uh, Pierre Duhat, remember he's the guy with the shoes. He, yeah, he has a younger brother in this, and he's a he's a merchant. So he's Pierre Duhat, <laughs> he's a they're merchants, so they're a little bit higher up, but not the bottom. Um, so okay. he has a younger brother, and uh, they are out with Robert. And they can't go on. They're just, like, exhausted or whatever. And so uh-huh. Robert goes, we'll go back to the fort. But they're way off. So the dudes get lost and are never seen again. Good, good. Okay, good. That's good. There's less people to feed. So Duhat now blames. He's like, you fucking killed my brother. Like, Barely. Because, he remember, he has the experience of, like, they almost killed me over a shoe. Yeah. So fuck these guys. So and now his brother's gone. Now Robert and the last guys are in that you know party. They come to the uh, Sunni people who they end up getting five horses from, and there's now just eight guys left in that party. And they decide we should just go back to the fort. And so they get back. When they get back, Robert has a terrible hernia and he has to rest for a while. This guy's really, he's not, I mean, he's, he's really falling down a lot. I mean, they, they've been here uh, close to two years now. They, oh, my in this God. Place in, they've been journeying and going out and trying to survive now for like two years. Oh, oh my God. And. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just horrendous. That is horrifying. So and people, I mean, just and the, the, people the amount dying. of times that I'd be like, "This dude doesn't know where the fucking misses." I would be losing. I'd be like, "This, listen to me. This is not a life." He said he knew where it was. It's, I think we should next. Let's go on our knees and look. Maybe someone dropped the Mississippi. So, so after he's better from the hernia, he's like, "Let's go again." Oh, I feel so much better. How about you guys? On January 12th, 1687, 17 men go off with Robert. Back at, at leaving them at the fort are 25, including seven women, and then a bunch who are so like sick or hurt that they can't travel. And then 
a few dudes that Robert just hates. So that's who he leaves at the fort. Out of 180, that's all the people that are left. <laughs> they, they, like I said, they've been in Texas for two years. And for Robert and his men, it's a hard, it's a hard slog. It's, it's, yeah. win, it's winter. Uh, there's tons of fucking rain. Trails are washing out. Rivers are swelling up and they have to go over them. And then it's just it's just horrible. And then Robert and uh, oh oh Jean is on this trip too. Wait, who's that? His brother. Oh okay. Oh the okay. So all right. So he he brought Jean along. Uh, Jean. So, so and, his brother's like, I'm excited to see how you do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's your secret? I don't know shit, and I pretend I do know shit. So on this trip, at times, a lot of the times. John and Robert are like, we're going to ride the horses. And that meant the servant dudes would have to carry everything that was on the horses. But Dave, you're, what you're not framing that as is like a cool brother relationship. <laughs> like the brothers are starting to like kind of come into their own. Like they're horse brothers. That's cool. Forget about those extras behind carrying all the shit. Look at these two dudes. That's awesome. Man, I'll tell you what. I'd never thought I'd get this close to you again, brother. I feel the same it's way. Great. This is so cool for us. It's we are rekindling. It's nice. Big time. Oh, man. Can I, feed, us, can huh? I feed your apple, uh, your horse an apple? Of course you can feed my horse. <laughs> I was going to offer a few times. Yes, exactly. God, oh, these guys he loves high. it. He loves it. Look Where at the... are the guys with the stuff already? <laughs> so, Jesus, God. And, and the priest, uh, I assume Jean, makes the other dudes carry, quote, several church ornaments even a dozen habits. I know they had like a cross, like they're carrying shit that doesn't just, fucking matter. Uh, just hard to motivate carrying a cross. Oh. Since. Don't get it muddy now. And since Robert isn't inconvenienced, he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever, this is all good. This isn't so bad. Um, but he now at this point learned like lessons on how to approach local villages to not immediately upset people. Right like, on time, right on time. To <laughs> he start stuff. These things. So in March, they camped in the land of the Sandy Indians and Robert told Pierre Duhat and four others to go dig up some provisions he had buried during the last expedition. I'm like a dog with bones. <laughs> I got them buried all over here. Let me sniff them out for you. So he's oh, like, Oh, look, some tarts. <laughs> he's like, There's some magic underwear over there. There's some magic underwear. There's, uh, time capsule. there's a bow tie. Just go get the stuff. <laughs> go get the things. <laughs> Carpet swatches. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff to look at and use. So they go off to do that. And a couple days later, uh, Morin Get, who is the guy, remember the guy, the shoe guy who said, Go back. Yeah. Who is, right. who is uh, Robert's nephew. Okay. He goes to meet the guys who went to get provisions because um, they had apparently killed a bison and he brought horses to bring back the bison. Right. And when Morgan got there, he just fucking loses his shit because the guys have smoked the bison and they had left some uh, bone marrow for themselves to eat. And Morgan sees this and he fucking loses it. Uh, because you lose it because that was supposed to be like an offering to them, probably. Basically. No, he's like he 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 claimed he was like that's my bison, like he's in charge. So he's like I get the fucking bison, right? Okay, he's just an asshole. Yeah, and Duhat already fucking hates this guy, and uh, and his 
this is the guy whose brother's basically dead because of them, right? Yeah. Right, okay. And so, so he's so he's been left for his shoes, his brother's dead, and now he's eating bison that he had a part of killing. And this guy's like, God, when will you learn? <laughs> so that night, Duhat and his little group of dudes plot to kill Morngay. I mean, what took so long? And they sneak up at night, and one uh, uses the axe to... Put his fingers in hot water first. Just... Basically, just hit Morangay in the head, and then his sure. two servants as they're sleeping. So they kill three guys. Okay, really easy too. Just a couple axe knocks, and then yeah, boop. just whack him in the head. All right. Uh, so now Robert is like, "Where are workers' rights? Where are the dudes in Morangay? Like, where? Why aren't they here?" So he gets a little worried, and he goes to where he buried the provisions, where the guys are. Um, it's also his nephew, right? So it's a family thing. So mm-hmm. as he, and now remember, there's. All the shit, Duhat fucking hates this guy. So as yep. Robert approaches, uh, hello, du, Duhat is waiting, crouched in the grass with a gun. And okay, so things are dark. Robert walks up. He sees Duhat's ne- uh, servant, and he goes, "Where's my nephew?" And the servant says, "Quote adrift somewhere on a nearby stream." And this what's a crazy weird answer? <laughs> Robert is fucking livid. He turns to scream at the guy. With his hands up in the air, and he is immediately shot in the head and dies. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wow. So those, I think it's four guys, they strip uh, the body. They leave it naked in some bushes for animals to eat. They take all of his possessions, including his scarlet cloak that he wore the whole time during the trip. Oh, oh my God. And, uh, And then those guys go and join up with the rest of the party. Right, like, and who's only? They, are, who's not that many. It's like I think there's only like seven now. But, um, but I, what? Go ahead. Well, I was gonna. Are they? Are they? Are they like? Has anyone seen uh, <laughs> Robert? No. Okay. Is that what they're? No, it's crazy. So, uh, the guy Jotel, who I had said earlier, is uh, he's he's he he became his his like second in command during this thing. But okay, he's he, we've had some quotes from him. He wrote a book about right. it. Okay. So they just tell Jotel what they've done. So we killed uh, <laughs> Morgay. We killed Robert, the servants, over a bison. And um, I'm going to wear the velvet cloak from now on. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you can. Okay. S- I don't think you can see me when I have the cloak on. So. Right. No. Right. Cool. <laughs> Who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, John, who's his fucking brother, doesn't do anything. John says vengeance must be left up to God. And then they all travel together. What? But John and Jotel do not want to be with them at the same time. What, what, any reason? What's the rationale? For traveling? Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm kidding. But the, the reason they're staying together and traveling is they're like, well, we need more of us is better. If it's two or three, we get surrounded by a tribe. We're dead. At least we have... I, we pack. have a bunch of people we can trust here. So they're cruising with the guy who killed his brother. Cool, fine, small talk. And uh, so, what did my brother's brain look like? It, it, it's seven guys. That's how many are left. Out of like one thirty, uh, there's one hundred and eighty. But then remember, they they left twenty five at the at the yeah. Fort. So yeah, um, they reach Fort St. Louis, which um, Taunty is there, who's Robert's long trusted you know friend. And they yeah. say, Jean, Jean, he's alive, and he's doing great. He's at the colony. 
He's so good right now. <laughs> He's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> so the party continues on, and they reach Montreal on July 13th, 1688. And Jean only tells people that Robert is dead when he gets back to France in October 1688. Now, wow. it's so confusing to me because I try to figure out reasons, and there's some people like, we did it to get his money. Um, that sounds like it, what it might have been, but it's still very odd. Uh, maybe he didn't want to tell people because then he traveled with the murderers afterwards. Yeah. It's weird, but anyway, he, he didn't. And, and John lives a life and ends up dying rich. Now, the Spanish... That, had, that is crazy. The Spanish had sent several expeditions to eliminate the colony once they heard it was there. Okay. But they had never found it until after... Um, well, the, I mean, trying to find lost people, way oh, harder. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So one expedition, which went on foot, found a Frenchman living with a tribe. And his name uh, of... Uh, I don't, this I should have... Uh, look this one up, but uh, Kohatakan, I think is how you say it. But um, so the guy's name is Gary. Uh, Dave, we don't need to take it. And that's all he's referred to in the history books. Let's just Dave. And so Dave, 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 let, let's not invent stuff that is just to stab a friend. Gareth, first of all, is the motherfucker's name. It's not, his name's Gary. And Gary had convinced this tribe he he had left. He had left the Sounds fort. Sounds very made up. He had left the fort. So it's a tribe, and then there's Gary. He hated Robert. He left the fort, uh-huh. and then he uh-huh. went to this tribe, and he convinced them he was. I am a, Gary. He convinced them he was a god sent to lead them. That is that move. Boy, what a move! <laughs> Hello, like I, you must be I shitting bricks. If they do not buy, you're like, boy, this is not going to go well. My name is Gary. God <laughs> sent me here. I'm your leader. Whoa, Gary. <laughs> so Odds he, are very small that this happens. So okay? when the, the Spanish roll in, Gary is the chief of this tribe. And he's like mouthing like, don't tell them shit. And then the Spanish question him and they're like, this guy's insane. Like this is a <laughs> crazy dude. Okay. But they're still like, you got to take us to the colony. We want to find this fucking colony. And somehow, even though he's he's mad, he is able to guide them to the colony. Which so is, it's a little apocalypse now. Where he's like, yes. I will teach you what you need to be taught. And they're like, oh, can you show us the colony? He's like, God, it's impossible to find unless you're in your own brain. They're like, okay, great. Okay, I'll show you. Awesome. What the fuck's happening? Okay. So... The colony is done. It's in ruins. Um, okay, it, sure. It, Wonder why. It turns out it had been attacked by the uh, Kawa, who, and everyone's dead except like four kids that they took, which the Spanish then go to the Karankawa, and they're like, we're taking the kids. Um, okay. Gary then goes back to live with his tribe. If you excuse me, and the, I'm in charge over here. <laughs> the Spanish then decide that they have to colonize the area because they're concerned the French, even though they had one failed colony, they would come back and try to colonize more. So that's why the, that's one of the reasons the Spanish really started upping the colonization Coloni- game. Right. At this Out point. of French, French phobia? Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the tale of... Uh, Jesus Christ. Robert. That is crazy. Yeah. 
Even for lost expeditions, that one is nuts. Mm-hmm. It just goes. I, I, it goes on and on and on, and you just well, and the levels of like demented thinking. It, it's just unending. Yeah, the level of. It's not even like delusion because it feels like he knows he was an idiot almost, but in some way it just it, ego trumps everything. Yeah. Yeah. Admitting failure is not an option. And even if you add a dose of, you know, if you add the, like, manifest destiny into that, as well as the need for, you know, uh, stature, it just... And, and you, your inability to admit your own failures, yeah. you know? It's like... It's full It's almost ahead. like a guy who'd been, like, stabbed 35 times being like, I'm ready to fence. Just, I mean, just at the time with all of the failed expeditions that had happened, just being like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. This is was not an option. Totally going to work out. Yeah. It's the craziest I mean, idea. It's crazy. I mean, there was just so little to offer the I, world. So it was like, this was a way of like putting your stamp on it. But I, it's almost like when people move to LA to be actors, yeah. you're just like, look, you don't, I mean, it's hard enough. Yeah. If you don't have any skill towards the thing, <laughs> what do you do? It's impossible already. Just because you fudge your resume doesn't mean you're going to end up on a sitcom. Yeah. And of course it does. It does. It works. <laughs> Every I, now and then. I also think there's definitely an aspect of he's a priest or tried to be a priest. He's a super religious guy. And he's like this. God will take care of me. God will. I, he already At helped me once. At some point, though, that has to start to waffle a little bit when you're like, man. This is going bad. But once he found the Mississippi the first time on foot, he was like, see, God is guiding me. This will work. But even the second one, you'd have to be like, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe I just got lucky. You'd be like, wow, a lot of bad stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. All right, so uh, Ron Proclone did uh, the research. Um, so uh, books, The Journeys of Renee. I feel like I went on that journey. Yeah. Uh, the Journeys of René Robert-Cavier, uh, De La Salle, uh, Isaac Cox, uh, Sieur De La Salle, Mary Engler, René Robert-Cavier, Sierra De La Salle, Explorer of the Mississippi River, Jim Hargrove, uh, HistoryMuseum.com, bio, Biography.com, uh, which is uh, the uh, French version in Oh, wait, is that the Canadian version? Yeah. Uh, Britannica.com. Um, La Salle, Explorer of the North American Frontier by Anka Molstein. Robert de La Salle by uh, Samuel Crompton. The Southwestern Historical Quarterly. And I, sh- uh, I should probably have written down who actually authored that, but I didn't. And then uh, Choctaw okay. Women in a Chaotic World. By Micheline E. Peasant to be. Whew, that is a crazy one. That's just stressful shit. It's very funny how we don't think about. Like, so the French didn't really have a huge influence on America. There's a little one, but not. So they're just kind of like, this stuff's all just kind of like over there, like not really. Like, we put all this right. emphasis on the. The English, Columbus and the Eng- the English and you know Drake and all these other right. people, but LaSalle's like, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah yeah over there. Yeah, because it didn't really take 
So we're like, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, it's they, not how we got here. You know, we ended up buying we ended up buying the, the Louisiana purchase, which is essentially what LaSalle, you know, claimed. Right. And we Again, were just like we other people it. live there. Doesn't matter. Um, it is also like it, there's not it's just while crazy and total lunacy, we still are in a system pretty much where we're being led by people who don't know where they're taking us, uh-huh. and we're on a journey that's fairly aimless, but we have faith in them because they tell us to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just like there are there are um, there are you know people who are very successful, and then they get a lot of money, and then they have kids who are, a lot of times are fucking idiots, and yeah. um, so now we're a country full of people because there's no upper mobility. All the people at the top are largely just uh, rich, dumb kids who don't know how to yeah. do anything, and they're lazy and and they're not very curious. And they run everything. That's kind of how this sort it's of system cool. works. If you don't, it's pretty cool. If you don't allow advancement from the bottom, which means that people who are intelligent or whatever else can move up, then you just have lazy, rich morons running everything, and that's what we have now. So cool. I love here. I love it when you kind of pitch it back poetically. <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. Goobble, we goobble. We signed COVID. Was it?